big old American brands. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Bring out the fucking cash, dude. I've never got to travel with my guitar. That's one thing I regret. Dude, I cannot believe you just said that. We're talking about traveling guitars today? (sighs) Wow. I mean, it's like, we're we're vibing today, dude. The sun's out. It's a great day. (laughs) We are are vibing today. I guess we, let's just do it. Let's just have a podcast. Let's get into it. it. We just found a vibe. Let's let's chase that vibe. Mm -hmm. Gear Buds Podcast, episode 135. 135. 135. 135. 135. And then, I can't believe we just nailed that. I'm going to have to edit out that me choking. I'm going to make it sound like we fucking nailed it. It's natural. It's perfect. Here we go. Episode 135, Gearwoods Podcast. I'm Henry. That's Dave. What's up? Let's dive into it. Symphony of Corrections. Here's your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes. Thank you for listening to this, and I mean you and your ear holes right now. Follow us on the Instagrams and the Facebooks. Uh, those are things. Spotify, Apple. Hey, if you want to talk to us, send us a little email. Yeah. We'll talk. Gearbudspodcast at gmail.com. All right. We've got an actual correction this week. Nice. I was like, hey... Hey, isn't Chuck Rainey? He's dead, right? And you're just like, yeah, I think so. And it turns out he's Ooh, still alive. I hate that. Yeah, we so. misdeaded some. Is there a name for that? Like when you misdead somebody? Ooh, that's a good question. You know? Yeah. Sorry, wow. Chuck. Yeah, I'm sorry. I genuinely apologize. It seems like he's doing okay. And here we go. Uh, oh, this is. I'm excited about this. This is almost kind of. It's not. I we can't take credit exactly. It's definitely <laughs> a checking in on something that we've talked about. Okay, and, and it's. Things are things are turning gear buds. Apple has announced that they now with this self service repair program, they will let you repair products using their official Apple parts and tools officially starting in twenty twenty two. That's that's great. Yeah. It's Why amazing. hasn't this existed longer? Uh, this this is why there, people have been act. You know, and when we talk about this right to repair and planned obsolescence yeah. stuff. We've done podcast up whole episodes whole about episodes. this. Uh, this is why we talk about it. And it turns out Apple just decided on their own, quote unquote, on their own, despite the fact that there's legislation coming and Google's podcast. Yeah, we were talking about it. Let's be, I'm taking credit. God damn it. This, I was, I was this, I'm, this is all you. I was, I was saving this one for you here. Uh, this is, this is happening. So uh, let's see. The optional available will be available in the U S in early 2022. Uh, later that year for the rest of the world, other eligible countries. I don't know how they're, I don't know what their rollout plan. Uh, it starts with, it's, you know, don't get too excited right away. It starts with the iPhone 12 and 13, oh. which are the most recent ones. So it's like, basically the deal is they're going to like allow you to buy their official tools, mm-hmm. buy uh, their official parts like screens. I think, what does it see? I've got it written down somewhere. It's, um, they're start. Uh, they're focusing on the core components like the battery, mm-hmm. camera, and display. Other parts will will be eligible. Those later. are probably the things that break the most. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah! I would love to replace all those. I think on a yeah. phone at one point or another. That would be amazing. It is funny they're going with the new phones first. I feel like because the old people want to fix the old phones. I mean, the I, new phones are great. I agree. I, I think well, it's just because. Well, first of all, you know they want to sell more of their phones that they have yeah. right now. So they were like, hey, buy and like check out this awesome new feature that we have right. with these. And then also they probably just have a bunch of parts 
for those because they've been manufacturing them and mm-hmm. who knows how the sales are anyways. That's true. And uh, oh, also the new M1-based Max will be soon. Cool. Uh, soon to follow. Let's see what else. They didn't mention cost yet, uh, but they did mention the discount, uh, which is cool that if you recycle your old parts through them, you get a discount on the new parts that you're buying, mm-hmm. which is, I dig that. Uh, which is good, you know, for footprint and recycling yeah. and whatnot. So you just send them back or something? But dude, yeah, you just send it back. I, I, they they haven't really provided detail on that kind of thing. I would imagine it's yeah. like they send Return you a little program. box and you send that send that shit back. Oh yeah, dude. We haven't even mentioned the big deal is that they're actually finally making the service manual available. Oh, has that never been? There has never you, there's never been an official wow. iPhone service manual for you know repair taxi. Holy they, shit, dude! Apple is the company that you know invented they really keep it under wraps, their dude. own like special screw heads, so yeah. that you had to get special tools to even work on it because yeah. they didn't want you opening it up and I, you know I they that. literally fucking solder components to the the motherboard and stuff they you know they're they they're 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 undercover they're vertically integrated i get it but it's also tough for people that want to repair yeah uh now we get to do it and here's the thing here's the other thing i want to mention Uh, first of all I, i would like to once again allow us to take a moment to take credit for apple changing their minds. let's just remind everybody that that we we actually came up with this yeah also uh but here's the thing I think I think maybe everyone. Mo, I would say most listening to this would be the sort of person. Though, mind you, there's a very specific type of person that listens to this show, but most people are not going to benefit from this program mm-hmm. because, dude, like it's hard. Like taking your phone apart yeah. and taking the screen off is no laughing matter. Like you have to definitely be dedicated to repairing shit. And imagine like if you put it, it's one of those things you try to put it back together and it just doesn't fit right. And you're like, yeah, what right. the fuck do you do I'm now? I'm so afraid. Or it just that. doesn't turn back on. You're like, oh no. I've never done it on a phone. I've You'd never have done to do it with something that you've discarded like that. already and just like practice on something. Like I've got an iPhone 7 laying around or something that I can. Yeah. Do you want to start with an iPhone 13? No. I don't think so. No. Just bring that shit in. I do think this is going to be good for the sort of in between the like second parties where it's like not you and it's you not buy a used one. Or, well, or I'm saying like those shops that exist that yeah. re- re- repair the stuff. Oh, they can now yeah. get their hands on the real deal schmeal and not stop having to give you crummier Chinese import versions of screens That's and pieces. Interesting. Do the do those um, like authorized repair places like there's one by North and Clyburn that I've taken my Mac to before. Do they? Um, do they have manuals or do they just wing it? They just know what they're doing. They they are for some things. I believe the deal is they have the like Apple's access, but it's not like they they've never provided to because they're an authorized right you know center. They, yeah. Apple has never provided the manuals to the end user like right. us. I know. Yeah, that's yeah. that's crazy. Well, so uh, Apple doing something good, and we get to take credit for it. Uh, and it's kind of crummy that we even have to call it doing good when it's sort of like they should have been doing that yeah. to begin with. Well, you're welcome, Apple. Uh, oh, this is an interesting one. I want to get your take on this, buddy. Uh, I'm not sure if this is a BFI or GFI. Uh, recently, a, a group of 200 artists and 30 rights groups has penned an open letter demanding Red Rocks, its ticketing provider, AXS, and AEG, which is that company's parent company, immediately cancel contracts to use something called Amazon One scanning at, at their venue or any venue. 
Have you heard about this? Okay. Not at all. Uh, they also, and the same thing, they also want the firms to ban all biometric surveillance at those events. So, dude, check it out. Uh, it's led by this digital rights group, Fight for the Future. Uh, Tom Morello's in- involved uh, of Rage Against the Mashin and uh, Kathleen Hanna. And there's a bunch of people, a bunch of, like I mentioned, 200 artists have signed on. And uh, right, basically the deal is with this this Amazon one to enter vent the venue, attendees can enroll one or both of their palms for the option to enable them to enter the event and future AXS events without the need to show a ticket. Whoa. Amazon says the enrollment process will only take a minute during with uh, the system creates a unique. Oh, right. Here's how it works. Uh, the system creates a unique palm signature using the company's custom built algorithms. Once it's done, they can then, once you walk, you just like scan your palm and then, uh, you know, you can just like You're enter in. and you, and, and it's, and it'll have, and it's, so the sort of like pro, I guess, for it then at that point is like it's faster. Mm-hmm. And if like they have that people information, people can get through the lines a lot there's faster. There's no, uh, you can you get through fi- the line a lot faster. You can't fake a ticket. You know, you can't, they can't have a counterfeit ticket. If there's a lot of home. security on on the one side, there is a lot of more pot- for potential for something like that. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, things like, you know, COVID-19 and stuff going pandemic, of course, related. It's like if you want to know that if there are people in a place that don't have a vaccine or something like that, that they can tie that sort of information together. Yeah. You know, if it's an event where it's like it requires the. Yeah. How much information thing. do they get? I wonder. Well, dude, here's here's where it starts to get a little weird because it's like the, it's Amazon. First of all, they it's already fucking know. Jeff already- Bezos. They're listening. Looking around for microphones, I was like, "Did a bird fly?" Uh, I was looking for an Alexa. You don't have an Alexa anywhere. There's one. Do you have one? I well, I've got Sonos all around, and that has that shit. And then there's a Google in the bathroom. I've heard many people um, say on other podcasts that if you like say Alexa, and if somebody's listening on speakers, it'll trigger their Alexa. So it's just kind of hey Alexa. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll test that so for you. Go. I don't know. I think they've gotten so pretty good recognized voices, right? So here, but here's the, the I, we kind of those sort of like the benefits I think of mm-hmm. it. But the reason that they're fighting against this thing is because again, it's fucking Amazon. So uh, it's what what kind of nefarious purposes are they going to use our palms for? Maybe potentially because it's fucking Bezos, yeah. You know, and they're given to they're essentially you know for the end user trying to make it free so it's mm-hmm. like they must get something out of it quote unquote free and uh here's the other thing they might send that data to the fucking government and a lot of artists and people that go to art events and things tend to be on the more sort of like activist side of things and maybe like not wanting to be super involved with the government side yep. of things so now it's like in order to go see an artist that you love at a venue that you love you have to like especially a venue like red rocks yeah right which so, is like i mean that's all you know that's a hippied out place man i want to go so, I'm, it's on my i was there dude i want to go so bad just a few it's years ago my, i didn't see a show list. but i went during the day which was still pretty cool oh and a band was setting up so you could kind of see how it was all going to be but um there was nobody good playing that weekend so yeah. i just didn't go for it but Damn. that's a little weird it's weird there, that they're yeah. doing it there of all places Right, it's a big. It's like you big, think they would start with sports or something like that, maybe. It, well, that's you know that's obviously going to be next. They're also the other concern is that thieves could steal that info from the cloud. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing's safe out there. And this company AEG, I guess, has been kind of inconsistent in that they condemned the use of facial recognition back in 2019, but then now are doing this palm recognition, and then you know will probably lead to more. Once, once you, once you like let that sort of levy break, yeah. uh, the flood will will begin. Palm is definitely more secure than facial. 
Like facial, it's like you could look like somebody, you know? How does that work? Yeah, I well, yeah, palm, yeah, that's palm true. is like palm is nobody like has the same real. palm prints, right? Like that's yours looks mine sort of look like M's. Have you ever had somebody read your palm? Yeah, and yeah, I don't remember any. I don't remember it either. Something like this is your lifeline, yeah. this is your death line, or something. I don't know. Something there, something more yours. Shit. There you go. Give me a little like squeeze so you can come into the outlines. There you go. Yeah, looking good. Yours, I feel like, are a lot more parallel than mine. Yeah, I've got some like I've got some like these two. These are cur- all mine. All three of mine. Oh, curve. Let me see. Oh yeah, yours like go out. They're like. That's pretty cool. I never really thought about that. Isn't I thought that everybody wild? had the same kind of like, thing going on. <laughs> I'm gonna start looking at people's palms. Let me see those things. What are you working with over there? So um, come here and see Vela the palm yeah, reader. Come here. Let me see your palms. Palm Vela. Let me smell your palms. <laughs> <laughs> smells good uh, so so yeah you know well i mean look at it this way though um i don't know what do you think man what's your what do you uh, where are you yay my, or nay my wheels are spinning well i don't really i don't really like that it's amazon but i will say I know, this but fuck, I, dude i fucking hate that i will say this we both have tsa little, pre-check little and i had to do my fingerprints for that uh-huh. And I and I've never been booked, so that's the first time I think anyone's ever like had a copy of my fingerprints, hmm. except for probably when I was like a baby or something, you know. Dude, I thought about that before. I remember when I was a kid, they had it was a block party, mm-hmm. and you know, in the summertime as we did do around here in oh, the Midwest, yeah. and they they brought at what it was my friend's block party, like my neighbor, good friends, and we were young kids, and they brought out a, a dare truck. Oh yeah. Drug abuse resistance education. <laughs> and they fucking took <laughs> kids' fingerprints, dude. That's pretty fucked up, actually. Isn't that now crazy? Because it's it like, oh, you record, get to do dude. the whole experience, right. you know? And then and it's like, here, we're gonna show you like it was like this truck, like, you know, a trailer thing you walk up yeah. through and they have all the different things. Like, oh, this is like the fingerprinting experience. And they fucking took our fingerprints. I think dude. that happened to me when I was in elementary school or some shit. They, it's fun. they fucking got us. Yeah, dude. they came to my classroom. They they're like, Come on, guys, us. no big deal. Well, that is funny because when you think about like a crime database, when they do the dusting for prints, I don't even know if they actually do that. But how do you? What if you don't have that person's <laughs> fingerprints? I think on they file? dust, right? Do they? So, maybe. Do they still do I that. I mean, maybe not in Chicago, certain surfaces, <laughs> not around here. No, dude. they got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> <laughs> the only dust they're using is to fry those fish. Yeah, they're like, come on, dude, it's dusty as hell everywhere you go, anyways. Um, but no, you remember they would have the copy of the fingerprints. What if you weren't in the system? So that's how they get everybody in the system: is they send dare trucks around to little kids. Parents don't even know about it. They mold the shit out of us, dude. Anyways, TSA's got my prints. So same here, bro. I guess they're already. I need out to re- there. I need to re up that shit. Actually, mine's mine's expired. Yeah, I think it's I good for the, five years. Well, I do the glo- yeah flat five years. I do the global entry. Do you have to go back into the place, or can you just like call for the global ent- entry? You got to go back. What's global and entry? Global entry is like a slight little tier above TSA pre, oh, so where you also get access when you travel internationally. There are many countries where you where you basically just like walk up to this little kiosk, oh yeah, and I've scan your thing. thing, and then you just walk through, and you don't even have to like talk to people and declare shit. And it's like, just like uh, oh, that's nice. You don't have to go through like, like Canada, and Mexico. Thing. And when I flew back from Ireland, I didn't have to. Yeah, I just like I skipped customs. It was fucking dope, dude. Yeah, that's pretty neat. It's always worse coming back into the country too. Like, yeah, you just like you just go home. Yeah, just go go to the fucking wow, home. like with the pilots and everything. They're probably going through that shit. Oh, dog, dog. You got yeah. full clearance, dude. And uh, dude, I cannot. I'm still. I still. I'm. I'm not. I cannot believe that we've just like randomly, semi-randomly started talking so much about 
Traveling. Travel stuff. And we're back at an airport again. Wild town, wild times. Here's the thing that, speaking of traveling, I probably, if I was in this situation, I would want to travel far away because right. this one, I'm glad you, dude, you brought it up before we started <laughs> recording and this is another BFI, GFI. I think this is definitely a BFI. Yeah. I mean, you know, in some way, whatever. It has, we'll get into it. Yeah, okay. It Recently, I'm sure everyone, maybe, maybe not. If you've, if you have or haven't listened, heard about this, I'm sorry. If you're triggered by uh, sort of um, bodily uh, things, we'll try you to might want to skip light. ahead for two minutes or we'll so. We'll try to keep it light for Or you. three or four, four, five, maybe. Uh, so uh, recently, a couple, I don't know, a couple week or a week, week or a half ago, last or weekend, something yeah. like that, this band called Brass Against, playing at the Welcome to Rockville Fest, Festival? I guess. Yeah, probably. I don't know if it was a multi-day it was in Daytona, thing. right? It was at a NASCAR venue. Uh, I believe, yeah, I don't know if it was, was it Daytona? It might have been. Yeah, I think, because I think she says thanks Daytona at the end Okay, right. So um, they, let's just, we'll just start off by saying they are no longer allowed, they're no longer welcome to play at said venue. I mean. They're officially permanently banned from all NASCAR venues. Why? Why would that, what happened? Well, someone did some peeing, Dave. Yeah, a man got a golden shower on stage. Wait, yeah, and a golden mouthful, truly. <laughs> it's so gross. So the singer, uh, there's they're, they're sort of like a cover band. I can't. I'm not yeah. really sure. So they're just I, I a looked cover them band? up. Yeah. So they they play um, hard rock like metal songs. Okay. Like they do Tool and Rage Against the Machine. We were talking they have about a brass, Rage already. They have a brass section, right? And they were covering uh, the song from The Matrix, "Wake Up" by Wake Rage up, Against the Machine, which really kind of sounds like Cashmere a little bit. It's got and the, da-na-na, da-na-na. the singer. Uh, I can't. Remember, I don't. I don't think I wrote her first name. I think her last name is Eurista. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird. I didn't write that down. Um, weird. Yeah. She saw a dude out in the audience with a beer on top of his head, like somehow yeah, like it was a like can, a like suction a cup to his, to his head, head. Or something, yeah. and she's like, come up here, motherfucker or whatever. And then was like, I'm all pee on you. Yeah. And then she fucking got him laid out on the stage. Yep. Opened his mouth up. Yep. She took her pants down and went a, pee pee a lot of piss all into his mouth and mouth and nose and stuff. It was a lot, dude. It wasn't like she just like... You know, no. it was like she had really had to go. I kind of wish that I hadn't watched it. Yep. I So I think I saw that on like Monday morning. And I, I always get sad when I see such a cool story <laughs> like two days after we do the podcast. So I'm like, damn it. We could yeah, have been like on I top know. of the hot news. So this is like a week old. But I will Hots say. were warm at least. Oof, it looked hot because it was cold. You could see the, the, the steam. steam. Anyways. Was on stage. In front of a lot, of, I mean, it was clear to everyone what was going on. You know, oh, she squatted no, it sideways. Was, it wasn't like and you I know think even back the band, in the back or anything. It was like in the front it's and a little, center. It's really zoomed in. I mean, if you want a good video of it, it's right there. I mean, it's you see right pretty much everything. There. And I have to say, I'm wondering what the band was doing because they kind of zoomed in on her. They, you can, yeah, I, saw I think the guitar player you kind of see like, he's, turns around, he's, he's kind of like like trying to play it off yeah. though, like, hey, yeah, we just got to, you know, the show must go on. And I think that was the closer. So. Oh really? That is one way to to I, how do how you, you finish? How do you fo- follow that up? Yeah, no, you don't play another song after mouth that. piss. <laughs> and the dude fucking was lapping it up. He was so excited. Oh, he, he loved was it, just dude. like big older gentleman, yeah. shaved head, he like it. a he battle vest. And then she's like, get the fuck off the stage dude. when she was done. Yeah, she was real mean to him. Real mean at the it. end, which I was like, you could be a little more polite. The man, however, peed on this gentleman. Uh, and then he spit the liquid out back into the audience. Ugh. So. Oh no, he did. He need like he like did that. He like wiped the stage, and a lot of it just like, oh. flew. That's yeah, really gross. I don't know, man. I like I'm I am all like I, no one no one involved seems harmed. So 
I, in that way, I, I'm sort he of seemed like, voluntarily. Whatever. He was really super wanted all it. about he was super it. into it. But I don't think that like you should subject a crowd. Yeah. To that, as grossed out as I am watching yeah. a video of it, I'm sure people in the stands were like, "What? This is." I don't necessarily want to see that, dude. No, I'm okay. That's a BFI to me, and I don't think that's, <laughs> I don't think that's COVID protocol. Either, that's a guys. bumper sticker right there. That's, that's a BFI. That's a BFI to me. To me. Anyways, your we'll face on. with your fucking oh, dude, like your exact look right now with the earphones and the yeah. backwards red cap and the beard and the fucking iced coffee and the fucking white rolled up my pap socks, rolled dude. up, dude. You're 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 it. I'm feeling it, dude. All right, here's the last one for the old uh 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 symphony here, and that is also a little sort of transitional situation here into the next segment because I want to talk quickly. Did we? I don't think we've talked about maybe no we did I think we did talk about this studio 666 we just sent a text about it yeah but we I just didn't, did a little texties we didn't, we I don't think we really got to talk we about didn't it. we didn't get to talk about it I know I know we didn't get to talking about it on the old podcast no. this year there's a new movie coming out it's gonna hit US theaters February 25th 2022 I like oh I like saying 2022 2022 2022 I like it 2022 we need to write the song that goes 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 steeped in grisly rock and roll history to record their 10th album called Medicine at Midnight. Which uh, I'm which assuming will, they'll have an album that goes with the movie. Well, let's come back, put a pin in that. Okay. Once in All the right. house, Dave Grohl finds himself grappling with supernatural forces that threaten both the completion of the album and the lives of the band. That's cool. I have to admit, my, okay, let's, we'll come back to this album thing in a second. First, I, my initial gut reaction was a little squeamies. Do they need to make a movie? No, but are they the band to make the movie? Yes. I don't, I kind of feel like it's the opposite. Really? I kind of feel like anybody can make a movie. I don't give a shit. Do make the movie that I'm fine with that. But like, I don't want to see Foo Fighters movie. But then I got to thinking about like your, like your, your initial question, which was, is there an album that goes with this? And I'm like, aha, there must be. Yeah. And this, and in that way, I think that's fucking real. And they'll smart. have the music throughout. It's gonna the be movie. the soundtrack and yeah. the fucking movie. Also, think about this, and this might be a fun Gearbuds topic. How many bands have made movies? The first I can only think of is mm, Kiss, the Beatles, the Ramones, the the Led Zeppies. Well, I guess that's mm, yeah. It's got yeah. Uh, no, there's acting and there's weird acting, art, yeah. art and stuff. That's a half and half. But yeah, I think like yeah, like actual yeah. movies. Ooh, that is a good that is a good yeah. topic. And it was a big thing in the seventies. That's kind of why it's funny. Like I like that they're doing that because I I feel like it's flaming lips. Oh yeah, yeah. Good point. I, look, I, like I said, I think the Foo Fighters are. Oh, dude, already... say the nineteenth. Why? You just reminded me that Radiohead video game comes out today. Holy shit! We can download that. Download it right now. Yeah. Oh, that's dope, dude. We should have done that before the pod. I can't believe it. Okay. Uh. Yeah. But okay. It, to get back to this matter mm-hmm. at hand, I the more that I thought about it, I was like, okay, I actually think that's a if they can pull that off that's fucking brilliant and i i and i and i'm back to what you're sort of saying i'm like okay i can stomach that it's foo fighters 
it's like I do we need to see all those all those guys all the time? I don't know. They're just they're doing the whole band thing and I think that's It's cool. all and they're even doing the sixth member a keyboard player is like in as yeah, part of it and stuff right. too, which I think is nice. I feel like he's he's been sort of a shadow member for a long yeah. time. Yeah, I think they've already I don't even know what the term is, but they've definitely like like doubled down on what Dude, they're they are, in the rock and roll you know? hall of fame already. Yeah. Uh, also starring Whitney Cummings, Will Forte, and our boy Jeff Garland. Love all of them. Yep. So I'm excited I'm to see that. Uh, Dave Grohl said, "Be ready to laugh, scream, and headbang in your popcorn." Studio Six 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 will fuck you up. All right, I'm in, dude. And now speaking of things that will fuck you up, oh, I shit. want you to get your fucking notes out. What? Because it's time. It's time again for 2022, 2022, you sent me a list, which I didn't necessarily agree with, but it was the top 10... Documentaries for guitarists. Oh, yeah. First of all, yes. I was triggered because I'm not necessarily a guitarist and all I do is watch music documentaries. Oh, I see. And I could, you know, I've seen everyone on the list, except you know what I don't think I've seen? That Keith Richards one was on there. And I think that's even on Netflix. And I don't, yeah, I don't think I've seen that I don't think I've actually either. sat and watched it because I'm just like, I think I, I know everything I want to know. Which is because I mean, you, I, you, I wouldn't be surprised if you had a Rolling Stones shirt on or like necklace or something on Queens right now. Queens of Stone Age today. I, well, I did. I noticed. Thank you, sir. Um, who should also be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, in my opinion? Um, I really, I wonder if that'll ever happen because there, there's Josh Homme's been in some hot water for some things, mm. and I, you know, I don't know if how they're some Homme hot water. Maybe some, maybe someday. Well, the number two movie ranked on that list was Carmine Street Guitars, mm. and at, while I was a little apprehensive because I'm not, you know, all we do is, I mean, all I do is talk about vintage stuff. All we do is talk about the. You get you get on the on the <laughs> My throat new stuff just died more. when I was trying to make little songies. I I just take a sip of coffee. We're having and I got a super stuck. musical episode. I know. I'm sorry to be so sing- make this a yeah. This is like this is the Broadway edition. This episode of comes this episode. with a, a downloadable soundtrack <laughs> you can get later. Uh, I watched so Carmine you Street. Wa- you watched Carmine Street. Okay. Did you watch it? I have not. What is it on? It was fucking good. Uh, Amazon Prime for three bucks. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, Sick. So Amazon Prime. Give it right a- to d- fucking Daddy Bezos. Yeah. Hand it over. I mean, I think you can. Uh, YouTube, I think, might have it for available too. Amazon Prime oh, is just the yeah, uh, that's easy. The option, three bucks, know, the quick one for me. And, it, and hopefully, some of that somehow goes to the end. Yeah. So, well, so this is really interesting. So, Carmine Street Guitars is a Greenwich Village uh, guitar store, mm. and it's owned by a man named Rick Kelly. Hi, Rick. And he builds his own guitars. Uh, they do repairs, and I think they sell like you know some vintage stuff, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Um, or trade-ins, whatever. So they have guitars there. But it's really focused on Rick Kelly. Uh, his apprentice named Cindy Hulej, H-U-L-E-J. I apologize if I printed that, uh, pronounced that incorrectly. And his mother, Dorothy. Hi, Dorothy. And um, anyways, he builds guitars. And this is, this is where I go, all right, this is fucking cool. He builds all of his guitars out of really old fucking wood from New York City buildings and shit. Dope. So like literally 200-year-old wood he uses for these guitars. Is the brand called Carmine Street Guitars? The, the brand is called uh, Kelly's Guitars. Oh. Rick Kelly is the builder's name. It's actually funny. I don't know if I know the name of the guitar company. Hmm. It's on the headstock, but it's kind of branded in. It's hard to read. 
they never really talk about it. It's just Rick Kelly. But if you Google Rick Kelly's yeah. guitars, you'll find it. But Carmine Street Guitar, Carmine Street Guitars is where they're sold exclusively in his store. Okay. He, he builds them in the store, in the shop, in the. Uh, what kind of what do the guitars look like? So they're really based off the Telecaster. Um, his, Love it. The majority of them, he likes the simplicity of the original Leo Fender design. He's like, and even especially the just the one pickup. So like the Esquire, I guess mm. it would be. Um, just, he goes, he goes. If you can do it all with just that, you know, you don't need a bunch of, you know, bells it's, and whistles. It's yeah. Dude, now that that's a, not that all is, he makes. I feel like that's a of of guitars. That's like a, a big a big swinging statement to to show up with just a, a single pickup Esquire. Yeah. Wow, I've never done it because it just. I mean, it's kind of like the P bass. It's like you could you just got to make the sounds yourself. You're right. You know? Anyways, my point is he builds other ones. Uh, he has another. He has other shapes. He's actually working on one, or he kind of perfected one of his own styles that he calls a, uh, a like a drop horn Telecaster. So it's not a complete shape of the Tele, which he can do that too. But it's um it's got like a lower horn, almost like a Jaguar has. So it kind of comes out like in a swoop, huh. and it has a shorter horn on top. So it almost looks more like a Jaguar body or a Jazzmaster style body with a rounded back. Uh, it's pretty cool looking actually. I just thought it was fucking. In, really Tell me about the documentary. What's the what's the what's does it follow? Is it sort of like so, follows his beginnings no, to no? So days it's and, not a classic documentary like a story. He tells some stories about growing up and like his dad and like how he got into it a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's not like a you know narrated doc like the Sparks doc where it was like front to back right. the entire story. Um, it was more. Part of me was like, I really like this. It was it was very set up feeling in a way, like because they have guests come on and I'll I'll name off some of the people who came. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems very almost like Pawn Starsy, and in a way, and I'm not discrediting. I mean, they, they do an amazing thing, and this was really worth watching. But in a way, it kind of felt like it was almost a movie to pitch the idea of like a show. Oh, just the way it was shot, and the way they have like these characters. It's like they have his apprentice, who's you know this like 25 mm. year old girl, and she's awesome, and you know, but she's like you know bopping around, and he's interesting. like interesting. He's kind of wow. like, hey, I'm the owner, and then the mom like answers the phone, and there's like a close up on the mom, yeah. like you know carmine street guitars how can i help you so it's wow, almost like a little dude, bit that's awesome scripty but it was awesome no but then they get into like the real interviews yeah, and scripty like, 50 i kind of care i don't care yeah uh, it I'm, wasn't but yeah so that's funny that you asked like what kind of doc it mm-hmm. was because it wasn't like a you know story anyways dude i, I again i want to go back to this old wood thing dude mm-hmm. so he takes he takes original like cnc type machines mm-hmm. that they used way back in the day Oh, CNC are new machines. Or whatever the original routers. Okay, okay. You know, just like the hand routers sure, with okay. the big spinny drill in the middle gotcha, and you got to yeah. like work around it. Fucking all his machines are old. And then all the wood is super old, which I mean, I want to go back to a little bit of like a wood conversation, you know, because we I'll talked about, talk about your wood. We talked about tone woods and we've talked about, you know, the idea of like is older wood better or it's mm. different, you know, and it's definitely confirmed like they go up to this part where he's got all the wood and he labels it all with a marker, like where it came from, how old it is, you know, all this stuff. And um, he, there's a part where he's taking these planks out and he's knocking on each one. Yeah. And the tone is completely different in each Dude, one. Dude, I've gotten to experience that in person before. So cool. It's 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 very. Did we wood. do that at Lakeland? We didn't get we, to really we did that a little do bit the at knock test. I, I did that at. I remember doing a full hour of that at. Taylor guitars when I got okay. to go and spend yeah. time out there. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they had all the different tops the same thing. It's and it, brilliant. And you, when, you, when you tap on it, they all have a different resonant frequency, yep. different uh, amount of sustain. Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah, it's the, the it's sharpness. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy, dude. Yeah, I would say for this doc, if you're like into wood or like, you know, if you're really into like the idea of like, you know, trees. Dude, I'm such a fucking juvenile. Every time you say that, I'm just like, no. 
I'm yeah. trying to like be mature over here. You know? uh, if you're really in the wood, I'm like, I am really in the wood. We need, yeah. That's the only sound effect I'll ever allow on this show is that. Yeah, just with the iPad over and over again. Um, that's pretty fucking cool though, man. Like all the different woods. I thought it was neat how like. I didn't know you could work with wood that old. I figured it would just disintegrate. How old are we talking? Two hundred years old. Where do you, and it's all just from buildings. It's and shit? all from like New York because New York City's fucking hundreds and hundreds of years old. Hundreds and hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of years old. <laughs> you are having a blast over there today. I'm loving it, dude. All right, I'm just trying to get through this thing. I'm um, sorry. No, I get really giggly from those bong rips. I guess. Hey, man, we're just having a good time over here. Uh, yeah, I took a lot of notes about wood. You and, took a lot uh, of notes about wood. Oh, some of the people to mention that were in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, wait, hold on. Who plays these guitars? Uh, well, the fellas and the, and the lady who came in, uh, Kirk Douglas from The Roots was the first one. Captain Kirk. Uh, and, you know, they don't really say if they bought one or not, but they come in and just kind of like talk and then they'll play yeah. something that he's got. And, you know, he plays through like a, you know, they either have like an old tweed or like a, uh, a big twin reverb out in the main mm. room. So Jim Jaramouche, Garamouche, he's a director. Jim Jarmouche. Jarmouche. Yeah, dude. Oh, okay. He's, yeah. he's in it. He also, I think cool. he has a band, too. That guy's cool, man. Oh, yeah. Like, how cool? I was Coolest like, is this hair. Lou Reed still alive? Like, what's going on here, man? He's this directed a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of the yeah. movies out there. Um, Nels Klein was in it. He actually came wait, in to wait, buy- Have you ever seen Dead Man? No. Dead Man is a black and white western starring Johnny Depp and- uh, Oh, what's McFly? Uh, I always forget that actor's name. He uh, has been in a bunch of stuff, including the clean. Marty McFly, like his dad. Oh, um, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, fuck! It's on the. Anyways, we can throw in the thing. It's like Chris Christopherson or something. It's, oh my Chris, god, it's Crispin, not Crispin, Crispin Glover. Glover. Thank you, ma'am. Good job. I was like, it's something crispy. Dead Man is a movie starring those two, directed by Jim Jarmusch, and it is it has my favorite soundtrack of all time, which is why I brought this up. And I bet he plays guitar on it. No, Neil Young does. Ah, the whole soundtrack cool. is just Neil Young fucking singing and like playing electric guitar. That's it's, pretty cool. It's pretty badass. So Jarmusch comes in. Who else comes in? Nels Klein. Oh, hey! From yeah. Wilco. Comes in to buy a guitar for Jeff Tweedy for his birthday. Oh, And there's wow. a pretty cool scene where he's like, well, if I, he's like, well, if I like it, he'll like it. Yeah. You know, because how do you pick a guitar for somebody, especially who's that renowned and... You know, um, so he plays this thing. It's really cool. They have these long segments where these guys are playing, and they're all just amazing musicians, man. It's really, really fucking awesome. Where did um, where did this Rick Kelly fe- fellow uh, get his start? Was he did he always did he work under like for like any like the guitar guitar companies? Or no, it like sounded that? like he like his dad was a a craftsman, I guess you mm. would say, carpenter, or whatever. And he always had tools. His grandfather always had tools. And this is another cool thing. All of his tools are super old, too. So everything he has was like his grandpa's tools Whoa. or his dad's tools. So nothing is new in this whole shop. It's really fucking... All handcraft. It's all handcraft. Old school New York. Is it he... So it's him and his one... Luthier, his apprentice. Apprentice. Yeah, and she's amazing. And she does a lot of the artwork. So th- like some of the newer stuff they do, if you go to their like you know Facebook page or Google or whatever, they do like branding. Well, they'll, they'll brand like lettering onto the guitar. Um, and then she does like mixed media. She'll do like paint. She did one that's the uh, Traveling Mulberries, and it's the whole band, like a mural of the band on the bottom of like where the like the clean part of the guitar is. The lower bout. The lower the, bout wow. of the uh, the entire thing. Like really impressive artwork, man. It's Damn. really fucking cool. But she's also like you know shaping the guitars and like start to finish. Yeah. So it's really she's really talented. Do you have um, any idea how much these mother jammers cost? I don't, and I didn't look one up, and I specifically wanted to ask you because when I was watching it i was going i had a number in my head and i go 
$3,500 seems like a fair... For a broadcaster? These are completely hand-cast. or whatever? Well, I mean, I think they're all... You know, they have different models, too. You know, they do crazy shapes, man. They've done some wacky... But the, yeah, so, I mean... Let's say you buy... Yeah, the there. ones he makes the most of are kind yeah. of the Telecaster style. Um, I would guess, like, five grand. Five yeah. to six. Yeah. Which yeah. is... I mean, that's... I, I get it takes a lot of work and time to do that. Mm-hmm. It's also just... That's a, a, a very tough pill to swallow for, for that guitar. You know what I mean? And well, here's what else is crazy. I don't know anything about this company. I still know that like spending six thousand dollars on just well, I don't know, but I guess not. I'm not sure because like when you think about do you, would you put that at the same level as something like a master shop or master uh, master builder custom yeah. shop fender? Yeah. You know what I mean? And those start, are like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, you're right. To finish by one person. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that price has to go towards the name fender. You know what I mean? Like second, this guy's ooh. paying the bills. Second question. Oh, not second question. No, like forty seventh yeah. question. Do they do any relicing or anything like that, or is all just like sort of natural? So finish? this is what's fucking awesome, dude. He leaves the original wood. If there's like pitting or like any kind of like cracks in the wood, all that just goes into the guitar, mm-hmm. and they, he doesn't relic them. So it's like they look old as fuck, and like he does like a stain over them or something, you know, or whatever kind of. But do the necks like are, are the necks just like smooth new neck looking? No, necks? they don't look new. Okay, it's it, he has. I mean, he might do a little bit of an aging process, but I don't think you have to with this wood because okay. it's like. No, that's not true. Because when, when actually when the, the um, Roots guy was there, he was cutting this neck up from scratch. He was like literally cutting the big pieces off. And mm-hmm. then he hands it to him. And he's like, hey, hold that. How does that feel? It's not even like mm. sanded yet or anything. And he's that's like, cool. wow. So that looked pretty new. So he definitely does some like kind of staining on it um, to match the bodies, I think. Yeah. But for the most part, if there's any kind of like little ruts in the wood or anything, all that stays. He doesn't Dude, sand it. I, don't, I mean, now that you're, we're talking about this. We got, we got to look at some pictures of them because they're fucking I beautiful, want to, dude. But I'm also thinking like I feel like for a neck, you almost – I don't know if I'd want like some real super old pitted wood. You know what I mean? You almost kind of want I think want, on the like, neck – well, I think for necks, he has wood, cleaner, he has planks for necks yeah. and he has planks for bodies. So yeah, with, yeah. that's more with the body stuff. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That, dude, that's – oh, man. Yeah. That's really yeah, I wonder I wonder what the difference is between that like I don't know if we there's any way to possibly ever measure like a guitar made with a 150 year old piece of wood versus or a, a guitar made 150 years ago mm-hmm. with a piece of wood that yes. was new newish then or whatever versus a, a new guitar now made a gu- with a, a guitar that got to age when it was a guitar to start with exactly versus building it together slapping it together with old pieces of wood I don't know that, that I was thinking about that too and that's why I was actually surprised how you could even work with wood that old. You know, I, I figured it would just fall apart. Crumble. Crumble. So overall, as a documentary, did you enjoy it? Yes. I enjoyed it as a... I don't even know if I would call it a documentary. It was more of just like a, a cool show. To yeah. it, was, it was only like an hour or something. It wasn't uh-huh. super long. Um, and again, it doesn't go into like the history of his guitar store. There's one other cheesy part I just remembered, dude. Let's hear it. All right. So there's a scene where he's talking to his apprentice and they're talking about, oh, the building next door is for sale. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's just like this one. And they're like, and then I'm kind of like, where are they going with this? And then later in the movie, a guy with a suit comes in and he's like, I'm a real estate broker. And I was wondering. And and he's like, all right. And he's like, I work with here's my card. You know, he's looking around, like basically trying to be like, how much is this building? And the in the Rick, he just doesn't even respond to him. He's like sanding a guitar, and he just oh. looks up, and he looks back down, like "fuck you, dude." I'm Cold shoulders him totally. He ices him hard, and then the guy's like, "Okay, well, I guess I'll be going now." And I'm like, "This is so fake, dude." And like, if his face on. is in this thing, that means he's an he actor. Signed. So the guy was he was perfectly in like a brand new suit. I don't like. I don't love the stages. It was a stagey. 
So, but I, I'm not trying to take away. I think they were just going with something different. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, it kind of reminded me of like Pawn Stars a little bit, where you're like, I know this is. I fake. got a buddy. I'll call him up and yeah. see if he'll come over. But it doesn't make it any less interesting. And I will say this, man, as somebody who's not into like new guitars, like that is just not my thing. Like, I, I think I appreciate them. You know, I appreciate people who can build them, but I just love the way they were done. I think he really attributes his entire process to like the way they were done. That's what he's doing. Hmm. So it's pretty fucking cool. Sounds really cool. You sound, yeah, you don't, you're, that's a good point. You don't typically get this jazzed about new instruments. And I feel like you're pretty jazzed about I mean, this. cause I want to, I want to play one. Wait, does, I was gonna ask, does he make basses? I didn't see any. They had some fenders, but I think those were like either in the shop or they were for sale kind oh, of okay. in the background. But I didn't see any, like he wasn't like, here's the space I've been working on. So, um, yeah, again, it was it was fucking cool. You'd really like it, dude. It was right. really worth watching. I want to check it out because it's also like you said, if it's a, like an, a long episode of something, like whatever, man. Yeah. Anything else on that uh, lovely set, set of notes before I ask you for an arbitrary ranking? Uh, I think I got most of it. Yeah, a lot of it was just. It's really interesting if you're really into wood. <laughs> I'll laugh because there that was a lot about it. You say it, but it's really. Um, he was, you know, like we've gone, we've talked about this a little bit too. Like you know, with just like the deforestation, like they get into that a little bit, mm. and actually a lot of it, like maple, is like pretty much like a hard rock U.S. maple. Yeah, it's just not like happening anymore or something. Yeah, everything's, um, everything's fucked. Yeah. So, but it, a lot of it isn't isn't just because of deforestation. A lot of it's due to the. Uh, actually the insects that eat the trees they've become immune to the pesticides mm. over the years which is crazy right so they've they've mutated to become like stronger and now they're eating the insides of these maples and just they also there's deforestation but it's leading to them collapsing and you know it's just twice as fast now it's it's accelerating so so it's all you've just got to rely on those old reserves like rick kelly's doing yeah give me your arbitrary ranking what do you got eight out of ten hunks of wood Oh, gear hunks of throwing back to the gear. Hunks. Love that. Love that. Love that. Definitely was was really interesting, though, because I feel like the whole the whole movie was kind of like a, there were so many different like subtopics throughout the movie. You know, I mean, they got into the building of old guitars. Mm-hmm. Like, what can you do with old wood? Where do you get this from? You know, he's stealing it from literally stealing it from construction sites and shit. Not like something that's going to go up, but something yeah, that's been sure. torn down. It's just going to go. It's going to get burned. Yeah, shit. exactly. So. Oh man, that's a great, great recommendation. And the guys are really lovable. I think you'd like them. All right, it's just I'm like a nice old man. Shout out to Rick Kelly. I follow him on Facebook now. I also kind of now. I, I I hope that they just make a show of this. You know, and my my other thought was this was in 2018. I was like, are they still around? Like, mm-hmm. did they survive the pandemic? They're still around. Um, Cindy still works there. She's still posting on on Facebook. It. So they're just they're killing it, dude. It's really pretty cool. Love to see it. That's, yeah. that's a great slice of life story with very relevant it is. Uh, interest. Yeah, I thought so too. Awesome. Good job, Dave. Let's get into future gear. Let's see what we got. We've got actually here's the thing. We've got one, two. We've got two pieces of future gear, and then we're gonna get into the sort of main broadcast story. The main topic. For the evening. Or the afternoon or the morning, whatever time whatever you listen time, to this. Yeah. Been, hopefully I hope that there's someone out there that just listens to us on a loop at all times. Be nice. I would know that by some statistics, but not all, because I put these up for download. I don't know if everybody knows that. You can download these uh, just straight from the website. You can if keep it. To and keep it. For, keep yeah, you get, we can make an NFT of it, make a whole bunch of money off of it. We <laughs> won't get a cent. Here we go. Future gear. Did you see the new Fender Acoustasonic news? No. Uh, everyone's favorite with a wink and a nod, but also not necessarily. Uh, Acoustasonic by Fender. 
they have a new one. So what body shape did they take this time? So, well, that's a good question. They went back to the telly, but what Ooh. they did is now Fender has made the acoustic player Telecaster for, so for the player series with a more affordable $1,200 price. So how for, much are they originally? They're like two, two Gurndies. Oh, no in, way. Range. I didn't uh, know almost, that. I thought they were a thousand. Just under 2000 or two, they're all U S made. Yeah. Uh, but now there's this new series is being Mexican made in Mexico. Okay. And not only is it being made in Mexico, Dave, I did a little investigation and it's being made in a new factory built next to the other factory Whoa. in Ensenada, Mexico. So they, they're like, they're, it seems like they're kind of leaning into this a little bit. Okay. Uh, it also has a simpler design, uh, which I think might be a complaint for some people. Like it has, you know, a couple knobs and some switches or whatever. And it, the, on the original Acoustasonic, uh, you know, made in the U.S. version, this new one, it's been simplified. I think it might only have one knob now, and it's like there are fewer sounds that you can select. Mm-hmm. You know, before it was like 10 or something, you get acoustic and electric sounds. If anybody doesn't know, Acoustasonic is that Telecaster. They make the Tele, Strat, and Jazzmaster, yes. I think, bodies. Right. And uh, it's a, but it's fully hollow. So it's like that shape, but then it's got a sound hole like yeah, an acoustic it's guitar. It's a wacky looking instrument. And then, yeah. And some people love it. So I, dude, I gotta be honest. I kind of, I kind of, I don't hate those guitars. Did I've you played, play one? I've played all of them. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, I don't know if I've ever played a Jazzmaster. The Strat one is really ugly to me. I can't take that. Okay. This is a quick little side tangent. Yeah. What of that style of guitar? Yeah. Including the ones that have been made made already, we already mentioned Tele, Strat, and JM. Yeah, and any other guitar that you think and think of. Okay, what do you think would be the best body shape to take advantage of this acoustic sonic thing? In other words, an electric guitar yeah. body shape, but with an acoustic guitar sound hole. Uh, honestly, let's hear it. I'm gonna. This, this is coming out of left field, man. Oh, I love left field. I think the Starcaster shape. The kind of the three thirty five shape. That that almost it's feels not fair. like a cheat because it's, it's a semi hollow guitar. All right. Well, you're off to a good start already. We're, I've got a okay. I, I appreciate the moxie. Yeah, and I love. Actually, I kind of want to see that now. Yeah. Let's stick to solid. Let's body omit that electric guitars. Okay. No, no semi hollows. And it has to be a Fender. No. Oh. Any semi. Any 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 Jeez. solid body electies. Solid body. Because I think a Les Paul would look weird. Oh no, that I, I'm trying right now. I didn't plan on asking you this. I'm no, I know. Them in my I'm head, brainstorming, and I'm, and I'm just like kind of imagining all different shapes right now. Yeah, and I for the sake of the pod, I'm like no. I'm trying to talk through it. I think uh, the Jazzmaster I would probably go with, which they make actually. I I don't I, hate that Jazzmaster. I think is my number two. Okay. I kind of like the Telecaster shape with it. I I agree though that the Stratocaster is by far my least favorite, and I and I say that as a man. That used to own a Strat acoustic, which yeah. is like a precursor yeah. to this, which was the worst of this design m- yeah. mixed with the worst of an ovation because it had mm-hmm. a sort of slidey plastic back on it. Oh yeah, which you can't sit and play that thing. The fucking horror! <laughs> I know dude. it's the worst. Oh my design god! Ever. It just slides. As soon as you start out. like really jamming, it's just like <laughs> with these nylon pants. It, going. it runs away from you yeah. while you're fucking playing, it, dude. With any pants, you I don't know like what kind of pants. What sandpaper pants? pants dude. Exactly, dude. <laughs> sandpaper oh pants wow. all day. Oh yeah, these are my guitar playing pants. So you got Why grip, are they covered in sandpaper? Grip tape on your jeans. I play a Strat acoustic. Yeah, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> those, those jeans kickflip for you or sheets what? Of, sheets of grip tape, bro. Oh, yeah. So wait, um, wait, what do you think? Oh, you know what else? I was just thinking. I think Telly. I think Telly is my go-to. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but I also, because I, like SG, nah, no. Les Paul, nah. I, Explore, horrible. Uh, maybe a flying, no, no, not a flying V. That just seems too, uh, I don't know, those, those wings feel ostentatious and something like that. The flying V would be pretty funny looking. Well, the thing is, is I can picture, flying v. I've seen acoustic, Dave Mustaine has a signature acoustic flying V, you know what I mean? So I can like of course kind of does. picture sort of some yeah. of these things, but I'll say that I think I like this version of it, this Fender series. I'm going to stand for it because it's still a small electric si- guitar. It's a thinner body. body. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not like a big old acustic guitar. Well, it's here's what I was like going to ask. Electric guitar. Why haven't they done one where it's just like the dreadnought shape? But it's the Acoustasonic. Oh, dog. They, I mean, th- people definitely have. Uh, not Acoustasonic, right? That's what I mean. Like, with all the same. I had that Line 6 Variax classical guitar. Oh, yeah. That was skinny like that. But it was, it was that basically exactly what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I wonder which one sells the most. Like, which body shape? Well, there's, I mean, look, <clears throat> I think the proof's in the pudding here, bud. Yeah. They, uh, I, they did start with a Telecaster. Start, it's really not fair because they didn't come out at the same time. It's true. But I thought it was the was it the Telly first? Telly was then first. Then the Strat, correct. And then the Jazzmaster is the new one. The That's that body nailed it. And so there's that. But also I don't know. Like this is the first one in the new Mexican series. You would ha- one would have to imagine they're gonna bring it. Do you think that they'll ever do a bass? Oh man, mind I, melded. I would like it. Like they, a jazz bass. They do the uh, they do the Kingman bass, which is just their acoustic, ah. but it has it has blocks and binding. And Locky it bindings? also has like the Fender headstock, so it's kind of cool. Why are you just pointing at my Les Paul? When Blocks you said and that? binding. Oh, sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. got it. You can't see it from there. Uh, so yeah, we can wrap this up. There's a Fishman uh, co-design the pickup with them, but it, for the acoustic sounds, and then it also has the N4. It does blendies with electric guitar sounds and acoustic guitar sounds on like stereo outputs and such. It's now available in four colors: mm-hmm. black, white, butterscotch, and a graded shadow burst. Which, which one is, would you get? Kind of like that. You know, I was I was looking at them, and I've seen the I've seen the American ones in person. <sighs> Did you go Natch? I think I, would, I might go with the, the well. The yeah, it's like the butterscotch. butterscotch. I that think I kind of that's it's it's a little bit left field for me. Maybe but black. I think that dude, you're stop it. You're just We're saying just all the things the that I would say. Today, butterscotch, yeah. yeah. The shadow burst kind of looks nice, but I don't think I'd like it. And yeah, I'd like to own it eventually. Like a long time, long term, I think I'd rather. Is that have like a silver burst? It's a shadow. No, it's kind of it's sort of actually oh, it's similar brown? to that Aria to the Les, the Lester uh, clone yeah. over there, and uh, yeah, it's brownish, brown to yellowish, hmm. but uh, butterscotch. Yeah, it kind of has that Natch feel. And I got dude, I just I feel like these are divisive guitars. Some people really hate them and make them want to barf. I first of all, I've got to admit that this this new price point twelve hundred dollars kind of puts it within like an impulse buy territory for me, where I'm like, should I just like. Hit up my friends. Well, you know the, or my friends at places that like to give me cheap stuff and buy a fucking. I was even going to say, I mean, Sonic. In no time, they'll be up on Reverb. Like somebody will buy one and be like, "I'll just sell it for nine hundred bucks," you know, or something like that too. So, I want one kind of. I gotta be. It's weird. It's a weird. I haven't wanted a new guitar, especially a new made not in America guitar for a while. And man, I I've, I'm just coming clean with you and all of our friends. Wow. That I kind of want one of these. Okay, now this is I crazy. like the way that they I sound you, and play. I swear we've had this conversation on here, and you were like, "Ah, oh, fuck those things" or something. I maybe I remember. That. Um, no, we went I don't think show- I would have said fuck those guitars. I, I we went to the showcase said, at NAM and they yeah. were all playing them. Yeah, they're well, they had they were playing those and the 
tone master amps without the tubes. Right. right. I don't know. Okay. I mean, they're, they're cheaper now. It's almost they're yeah. like half the price. Is I what feel they like used if it was be. like five hundred bucks, I'd be in. You know, I just well, think it's sure. still a little too pricey for an acoustic. I, the thing is, is, is I play guitar a lot differently than you do, and mm-hmm. I think that I mean, you've played a lot of music with me. A lot of the stuff that I do translates between acoustic guitar and electric guitar. Yeah. No, I think you'd be able to make so that. I think bird that would sing. be. I think that would be a, like a natural thing for me to get my sink my teeth yeah. into. But yeah, I don't do want to. I don't want to drop two grand on something to ha- take that experiment. Do you on. have a pickup for any of your acoustics? Are yeah, you? my uh, the Martin has a uh, Fishman. It's built or, in. Uh, a, uh, yeah, the it has the rare earth, the Fishman rare. Earth yes, pickup yeah. built into it. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, I mean you've got it all there though. That's kind of what I'm saying. You know? Yeah, you don't have the tone, but controls. it does. But the that tally those Acoustasonic series they, they sound different. They, they sound really good, I have to say, but on, on acoustic, but they also are electric guitars, man. So yeah. like they play like electric guitars yeah. and they sound like you can have dirty ass loud electric guitar right. sounds happening, you know? And so that's a, that's a whole it has a noiseless like stacked yeah. pickup down there so you can you can do both. I think you've made a great argument. Oh, thanks. That's, For, that's yeah. nice to hear. No, really. You've you've ter- you've changed my mind cuz I, I remember, you know, sometimes we influence each other on what we like and mm. what we don't and uh I remember having it, and I, I now that when I see like acoustic stuff, I just scroll right past. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm out. But now that you've kind of sold me back on it, I might have to go check those. Maybe out. take yeah, a look. I'll take a little gander. So that's new. There's another new piece of gear that I want to talk about that we can probably get through this one a little, a little more quickly. But thanks for the lively conversation. <laughs> this has been that. quite a quite a so I love far. it. Your favorite microphone company and mine. That's not necessarily true, but we do like them. Earthworks have jumped into the broadcast microphone game, i.e., the microphones that we're speaking into right now the sm7 and re20 they have jumped in with their new broadcast mic called the ethos and uh it's a it's sort of looks like a i would say it kind of looks like a super amazing futuristic looking version of the sm7 and like a sleek silvery chromey thing Mm -hmm. uh it has a has a sort of similar pop filter on it with a like black foamy deal on there but if you take it off it's it's the inside kind of still looks like an sm7 however unlike these two microphones it's also uh, a condenser microphone so it requires 48 volt phantom power unlike these dynamic microphones it's still it's a super cardioid pattern um, but it is it is a different sort of take on the broadcast i read uh, the tape op review which is you know typically one of my trusted trusted sources sure and they sang its praises praises i guess they basically talked about it as capable of doing similar things perhaps a little more like tends to happen with condenser mics a little more sort of high fidelity sounding a little bit more bottom and top end maybe a little bit of the scoop in the mids mm-hmm. uh but uh the one thing i'll say that it is much more expensive Ooh. these mics are what like 500 400 bucks 350 to 500 yeah Something like that uh these start at 699 mm-hmm. so they're definitely a more expensive thing they've got they they do seem like a very well-made product and if, once you see it dude it was like i bought it's a pretty it i bought it mic. immediately with my eyeballs i was yeah. just like oh my god it yeah. looks so nice it's got a really cool triaxis ball mount hmm. thing where it like is very easy to position and it doesn't have the sort of my main complaint with the sm7 has only and always been the short cord the cable well no the well not that it's short but this the the fact that it has this external doesn't really need cable it. to begin with yeah i get why it's designed that way so you can hang it and f- flip it around in different directions and stuff but i just i feel like that's the weakness so you could easily just like sever that mm-hmm. this doesn't have that problem okay. either um no, but yeah just, man take a look at I kinda, it i kind of i haven't wanted 
a new mic in a minute, and I really and I don't need it. I mean, no. I use my, all the thing. You've got I use the two for, best ones it. in the game, but oh, I just I still my eyes are like, oh my yeah. god. I'll do like a good pretty mic, man. So check it out. I just go take a look at it. It's futuristic and this is future gear. And we like to talk about microphones. You know what I bought? I bought a microphone. What did you buy? I bought one of those karaoke mics that you sing into. It's got Bluetooth and the speaker's built in like right here. Is it fun? It looks like a 58 or something. And then you kind of just hold it. How, How does that work? Uh, it's got a box, like, so, you know, you're holding it and then it's got this box, kind of like the, uh, newscasters used mm-hmm. to have, you know? Oh, sure. And then all in that is a speaker with like, you know, there's a volume knob and there's a Bluetooth button and you can like run music into it and then sing through it. How do you run music into it? Just via phone? It's a Bluetooth, yeah. yeah. And then, but you can just use it normal and you can talk through it and it's got like a crazy delay on it. It's like, bah, 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 bah. it's pretty fun. So it's good at parties. You bring that to the party. You just show up with a karaoke mic to yeah, the party, dude? Yeah, you do. That is a fucking baller move yeah, right dude. there. Can you? Ima- I can't even imagine being at a party cool enough where someone would show up with their own karaoke mic and then just like be the hit of the party. It came in a great case, like a really durable wow. case. So I'm like, all right, let's throw this in the backpack. Bring it to How the did party. you even find out about this? Um, I, uh, My buddy Paul, former guest, former good friend guest. Paul, he's just got one. And so every time we go over there for brunch... We end up having a few cocktails and doing some YouTube karaoke on oh, that thing, dude. Awesome. It's a blast. It's so not super loud. How loud is it? Yeah, my not question. super loud. Like, my voice is way louder, it's louder than, than the mic. But if you get really get into it, man, it's pretty fun. Oh, it's yeah. cool, yeah. Good, so good I recommend. recommendation. They're, you know, they're cheap little, like, Amazon things. Probably, like, 30 bucks or something like that. Love pretty it. fun. Love fun. Dude. <laughs> I love fun. Let's talk about <laughs> fun. All right. And, and while having fun and talking about it, talk about traveling. Okay. So this is I went I went down a rabbit hole recently because I read a story and I was like, what's the actual deal with this thing? I want to know for myself, and then I did a bunch of reading, and now you and our podcast audience have to suffer as a result because we're gonna talk about traveling with your instrument. Okay. What's I've never up? done it. What's the deal? Okay. You and, mentioned you accidentally mentioned that earlier in the episode without knowing what this is going to be about, and it tickled and my I, rosebud. Can I just give a precursor to this conversation? Love it. From my knowledge and what I've read, and this this was a while ago, so this maybe you know five. This information is probably five eight years ago, but from what I've read, is that you can bring your guitar on a plane. Specifically, we're talking about right planes. We're talking about air travel. Air travel, uh, and you can hand it to us. Uh, a flight attendant who may or may not put it in their broom closet. Love, love to hear that this. And then I go, I go, and then there's so many people, you know, through the thread, they're like, dude, every time I fly, I just hand it to her and she puts it up and it's all good. And then some people are like, I had to buy another ticket. I had to check it. Dude, can I just for a second acknowledge the fact that you just referred to a broom closet on an aircraft? Yeah. That's great. That's what they said. I love this. Is there a broom closet there's, on there? It's a it's a coat closet. Okay. So that, but just the idea of there being brooms really cracks me up. <laughs> hey, you got to sweep some, the peanuts. You got to sweep <laughs> pretzels. I should say they're not peanuts anymore. Damn it. Crackers. They might say, wait, you know, you never know what these fancy airplanes. All right, dude. What do we got? I love I love the good pre guess, mm-hmm. no matter what. So it's a 50 50 for me. Okay. I, that's all I know. This is great. This is gonna this is gonna go really well. I'm excited about this. So let me just take a step back. Recently. This has been in the news many times. Of course, things have happened. Very recently, this well, the thing that dove me to look back into it. So let me actually take even a, st- a step further back to your p- previous point. I have flown with guitar a bunch of times. It's been a, it's been years, uh, several years at least at this point. All the, the experiences were different, 
and not good always. Usually, <laughs> yeah. oh, so I've had a couple okay. Not ideal. Mid October, you know, John Prine, who passed away recently, yeah. or I guess last year at this point. Oh my God. Uh, his child, his kid, I guess he had left a guitar for him in Ireland, and his kid went to Ireland to get the guitar and fly back with it. Okay. He was flying back uh, via American Airlines, and uh, they made him gate check it when he got up to the, you know, and it's an acoustic thing, and it's an acoustic. I that's here's one thing. I'm glad you asked. I couldn't find any super clear pictures of the entire guitar. It was definitely at the very least like a a dreadnought, but it could have been like a big bodied like hollow electric or oh, like jazz like box or something. Kit, yeah, but uh, most likely made, it was an acoustic. They made him gate check it, Oof. and it got fucked up. And oh. the bottom, the whole bottom bout where the end pin is, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming that had something to do with it. There's a big old crack and stuff oh. in there. So it got stepped on probably or something. I don't, I have no idea. Ugh. Uh, and, uh, that obviously sucks. Yeah. And that extra sucks because, and, the, and, and so having read about that, I then went and read, I was like, I want to know what the actual, laws are about this yeah. or are there any there are there any laws or rules yeah. what's the whole what is the situation with this right. right now and it turns out that there is a law so uh believe it or not there's actually a federal law and faa the federal aviation administration rule concerning this specifically uh there was a, a big coalition of people that like did a bunch of lobbying with congress and all that sort of stuff in the early 2010s and then eventually got a law passed i believe in 20 12 it looks like so 2015 it looks like they went into there when it they were enacted uh so basically the deal is airlines must allow you and me any people to carry on instruments and put them in overhead bins if there's enough space for them when they board the plane uh there are there are a lot more specifics around that but according to federal law again to repeat it and the faa's rules which are separate things you're allowed to do this. Yeah. So it's really messed up that they made him yeah. check it. Yeah. There are some, there are some restrictions that this falls into and we'll get into that. Uh, some, some airlines, not all actually, it turns out not all airline. I did a lot of reading about this. Not all airlines permit passengers to buy a seat for their guitar, which mm-hmm. is like a thing that, which people would be like do. the default thing. Yeah. If you're buying like a crazy Les Paul or something, exactly. Like that. Yeah. You hear a lot of stories about people buying yeah. a seat for the, some, it turns out again, some airlines don't actually permit passengers mm. to purchase a seat. Interesting. Uh, the De- department of transportation actually encourages you to try to do that. If, yeah. you, if you're very, if you're like, this is sort of like the first thing is like, if you're really super that concerned yeah. with it here, this is always an option for you. Right. If it's that expensive, an instrument whatever but regardless even if you choose not to do that by law federal law and faa rules you should be able to bring your instrument on board okay so let's get into it a little bit more uh there are some certain restrictions but as long as the sum of the length width and height of the exterior case so that i guess i should even say that it has to be in a case first of all hard instrument has to be in not necessarily but like a solid case yeah there's something uh, that they call uh I'll come up to the actual name of it later. Oh, there's something called linear inches. Dude, I did a lot of learning about just like random topics because of learning things about this. There's something linear called inches. linear inches, which you basically take the dimensions of it and and add them together or and add those together and that's your linear inches. Oh. And so there are certain restrictions okay. based around that. that. Makes sense. Uh for example, if your structure has dimensions of 20 inches by 10 inches by 10 inches, your linear measure would be 
40 inches. You just add that shit together. Sure. Uh, it has to be for certain. So there are certain, every airline has their own restrictions, but typically to even like make it on the plane, if you have a giant instrument, that would be 150 inches. They won't, they usually won't take anything with a larger size than 150 linear inches. That's sort of a side little thing I learned. Um, and it can't be more than 165 pounds or again, specifically whatever the plane is that you're going to be flying on. Right. That's if, I mean, flying with something 165 pounds, that's just like, did you imagine a 165 pound guitar, dude? What would that have to be made out of to have that sort of iron. density? An iron tar. I feel like 165. Yeah, I guess if it is like iron ore, the pl- like a like a. <laughs> I'm imagining just like the plates that you like lift weights. Yeah, with yeah. like 165 pounds. Just of those. some strings on it. Oh my god, For, those 45 pound plates. You'd have a heck of a left shoulder or Sweet. right shoulder, depending. If you're That's lucky. like a. I could see like uh, the misfits doing something like that. So these are the rules. This is the deal. But we're like, well, you still hear these stories. What's the deal? Yeah. Well, Dave, here's where I get into the part where I tell you all of the tips that we have for flyers. Okay. If you are going to fly with an instrument, particularly a guitar, here are the tips. That I, and these are actually outlined by the FAA. They give you the, like this, I read this very long document and I've distilled it the best to the best of my abilities for the tips that they give. If you which I think you should because flying with an instrument is is like there's a reason that people fought for that to be a right that it's a it's it's kind of it's well, just it's almost it's of, discriminatory to not a allow lot of people to bring your tools with you your yeah. livelihood it's right. yeah a lot you hear these stories about priceless instruments or instruments with a lot of sentimental value right. and there is very little recourse which we there is some but we can which we're going to get into it's it's not just like a snap whiz bang situation if something Mm-mm. bad happens I you imagine know I, mean? I know that John Prine's kid is which was, whose name I wish I knew it's going to be going into like if there's they're still and, working on that yeah. you know. Here are the tips. Oh, I should I should say the actual law was called the FAA Modernization and Reform Act of 2012. It, they got this built into like a part of a larger bill. Um, the first thing that they tell you to do, and this is true for anyone, any traveling musician, is that you should insure your instrument. Yes. Uh, there's certain limits, it turns out, for like domestic and international trips for like va- monetary value. It looks like it only goes up to like 3500 bucks, which Ooh. is maximum and often you know you're probably not even going to get that anyways and if your instrument is very well i want to get into that afterwards is which you know what would you take what would you take though well that's a great question um oh dude i learned man i learned so much when i was learning when i was reading about this there's something called um uh here we go uh sdr's special drawing rights which is this like international currency that they use to talk about stuff so here let's see uh, at this writing, the limits are $3,500 per passenger for domestic domestic trips and 1,131 special drawing rights, that thing that I was just talking about, for international trips. A special drawing right is an international currency surrogate that floats on a daily basis. At this writing, 1,131 SDRs is equal to about US $1,580. So there's this whole thing, this like sp- international floating currency that I'd never heard of until I, I was researching wow. this fucking episode. This goes like really deep. It goes real fucking deep. Anyways, um, two, uh, after insuring your instrument, measure the size and weight. So just know that like every plane that you're going to be on has a different size overhead compartment. Uh, they've got a different size broom closet if that becomes the option. Got to sweep uh, up the pretzels, dude. If you've got a giant instrument, they've got a certain size cargo hold. Uh We'll come back to that. Uh, just know, just know what your, you know, know what your dimensions yeah. are. But let's uh, say generally guitar, you know, for now, for the sake. Sure. Of yeah. You just know your guitar case. Uh, st- the, the, this is one that they went back to a lot again because every company is going to kind of enact this stuff a little differently. You've got to pay attention to the special rules for your carrier. If you're flying with United, go to United's website, look that shit up. Yeah. 
they're all posted and they have to support they're they're all they all have to support this and they all they have can't to post be like it. yeah they can't be vague about it or whatever exactly right? okay that's good uh while you're booking a res- reservation tell the agent yeah if you can like if i know a lot of us i me, i myself i do it on the internet i prefer but, to talk to someone if there's an issue like but if that. you can call yeah definitely call and just be like hey, by the way i'm gonna be flying with this i know i know that these are the rules and laws i want you to repeat it to me on the phone just we have confirmation yeah. which to carry that point a step further the next tip is to actually print out a copy of the department of transportation's law and Pretty have good. that shit with you yep. as well as the posted laws for that airline mm-hmm. so that if there's an issue you can say look here's the here's the law i'm very well informed on this this is my you know library right. whatever it is yeah uh, and then, and then there's no, there's no, there's no gray, right? Unless you your printer runs out of ink, I guess. Or they, or they just want to be like a dick to you for no reason. Which you know, you can happen. It happens. But I will say that this can take us to the next tip, which is, uh, you know, enact general human human laws and just don't be a dick. Yeah. If there is an issue, because everybody that you're working with, like maybe they're having a bad day. We're all human, but either way, their job is to keep everyone safe. So if they're not like totally complying at yeah. the moment. Maybe they're confused. They're uninformed. They're just trying to keep other people safe. Just be nice. First of all, yeah. like, and then Agreed. don't ever like immediately try to go to customer service. Don't try to like solve it through a the, gate agent yeah. or like a, a airline hostess or something like that. Always just be like, Hey, I need to speak to someone in customer service about this because I'm aware of the, I'm aware of the protocol and everything. Right. But before any of that ever happens, what they tell you is actually when you get, to, again, like when you're making the reservation, try to say something that might not do anything, but whatever. When you get to your gate, you get your, you know, you go through security and you get to your gate with your guitar, go up to the gate agent and yeah. say, Hey, like, just so you know, I've got this thing. I know there are certain limits and I don't know if this is a packed flight, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I have seen that actually, uh, when I was flying recently, somebody had an acoustic and they, gave it to the gate agent and then they actually put it on the plane before anybody even like boarded. That's awesome because yeah. what they'll often sometimes try to do is get you to gate check it, which is bad because then right. they're going to just going into the, the luggage. Well, we're taking a couple steps forward. But let's, we might as well cover that now. Don't ever let them throw it just in, into the general hold because that is a not, it's not pressurized or climate controlled. And it's just like going to fuck your instrument up yeah. for sure down there yeah. with the cold and the, just the what's going to happen to the wood in your finish it's going to be bad news bears if for some reason you, like again this should never happen but if you have to have it che- gate checked insist that they put it in the pressurized hold which is where they put you know like animal like when you fly with your dog and shit they've right. got they've got like a special cargo yeah pressurized cargo compartment insist that it goes in that okay but this is also sort of like worst case scenario they're not following the law they're you know they're you're right. getting screwed somehow if that's happening in Worst case, yeah. But I I, th- I feel like at that point you still have other options, so I won't well, have to necessarily say that. But all right, we talked about printing the thing out. Oh, we we kind of jumped around a little bit, but what I also wanted to say is that you could also consider when so if when you get to the gate, again, it's a matter of if there's enough space in the override compartment, right? So there are a couple things that you can do. You can try to purchase or like have status in some way seek status so that you can have early boarding mm-hmm. because the earlier you board the more likely there will be overhead space for you to shove that guitar right. up there you can also technically again it could be any instrument if it's small enough to fit under your seat in front of you you can just do it there too mm-hmm. uh, but again you can you can explore the idea of trying to p- perhaps purchase an earlier boarding to ensure that there's less stress i think that'd be worth of. it yeah yeah totally and just like again i mean i've already said it a few times but 
keep calm during this entire process because <laughs> it could get a little stressful. It's easy to snap, know? dude. So, uh, oh, this is an, an interesting point. Uh, this will now count as your your luggage, right? Yeah. So you basically now you're gonna have to check a bag of like if you if you also have to fly with a bunch of you can still bring carry your personal item like your backpack or whatever that you shove under the seat but that like like if you if you also have to fly with a suitcase now you're gonna have to check a bag which is i would rather check my bag of you know clothes than a guitar ever so that's obviously an issue you just reminded me of something um yeah my good friend paul uh, again, coming up twice. He's in the episode. Twice, he's really hot in your they mind. They do uh, well. They do trips all the time to like. They'll go to like Jamaica or like you know Florida, you know somewhere where it's kind of like beachy and shit. So you don't have to bring a lot of clothes. He's taking his little Martin Traveler guitar. Yeah, and he literally takes the strings off, puts like his swim trunks and a couple pairs of underwear. Throws in there, it on in there, and you know just puts it in the bag and carries that on. Love it. Yeah, it's that's a, that's a little guitar, but yeah. like, hey man. And that's a little that's a little kicker, kicker guitar too, where you probably yeah. w- w- worry a little bit less about I that mean, whole yeah. situation. If anything happened, it wouldn't be the end of the world. But um, that's cute. Well, that kind of brings me to my next thought, man. What's your next? Well, can we let me let me finish the whole process here of recommendations? Okay, and then we're going to take it to your thought. All right, because there's a couple more things I want to say. First of all, uh, this is one I hadn't really thought of because I have not done this. The, everything says if you, when you are doing this, remove all of the like extraneous items in the case you know your strings your winders maybe you've got some little like some little vials of like lubricant or something in there just take everything out of there because that that's one less thing for them to scan and get caught up on throughout the whole process good call and then again have a backup plan too like this might not still might be the craziest flight situation they might screw you on the day of might just get lost a backup plan Well, or they might not let you do bring the, the your guitar on the fl- on the flight, even though they're supposed to. So, and right. you might decide that that's not okay with you. So, that what does backup plan mean? Ha- borrowing something and wherever you're going, yeah, renting rentals, something, yeah. or maybe buying something when, when you're there and returning. I don't know. You never heard of that idea from us. Um, okay, a couple last things. We'll get to your thought. Uh, before when you when you do this, examine your guitar before and after to make sure that you have documentation that like if shit gets fucked up, you can follow it. Right. And immediately, if there is, report any violation to uh, of airline policy or damage to the airline customer service before you leave the airport. Yeah. And uh, then, if that if you, if you need to continue to escalate this, you first file a complaint with the airline, and then also at the same time file a direct complaint with the Department of Transportation. There, these links are available on the web, on the internet. There are like companies out there that have now sorted out like which airlines are most friendly for guitars and all that sort of shit with their, we can post some of those links on Facebook and stuff. Um, but, uh, that's it, man. That's, that's, that's my travel tips. And I want to, I want to get to your point because I know that you had a lot of things burning. Forgot You already forgot it. And, uh, uh, no, it was something along the lines of, well, I guess, all right, let's just say this. I I don't think this was it, but I'll just bring this up. So let's say you got a gig, you have a gig next weekend. What are you bringing and how are you bringing it? And what are you planning on doing? What's your, let's, let's bring it to a personal. Well, I'll work back from the case mono all day. Okay. Because they're the best cases I've ever had. So you're bringing one of the guitars that fits in the mono bag. So I have two mono bags and and to your point, I now am limited to one of my guitars that fits in one of those mono bags. Uh, I have one that fits like semi hollow, larger style guitars, like 335. And then I have just like standard electric guitar that fits all of your standard not like gibson explorer but any of your strats and sgs and such yeah so you're bringing the jazz master <laughs> yeah. uh, it's probably the most solid 
I wouldn't man. trust the Gibsons, man. Well, here's the thing: if I'm doing this, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let them throw it in the cargo hold. You know what I mean? So it'll be, I, I'll, I'll like not be afraid. Yeah, but just in case, you know. I would. I think my I would bring the Les Paul because I guess that's what I'm saying is like it would limit me if I had to fly with an instrument. It would limit me from bringing one of my priceless instruments or something that I care about deeply. And that kind of sucks because you want to play your best guitar at the That's gig. why, I, but that you know what? That's why I have that mono because it's such yeah. a good case that I trust it in those situations. And uh, I would bring the Les Paul because it's the three thirty five is like it's pretty. It's it's not huge, but it's still pretty a pretty big case. The, three, yeah. the like the smaller case is a little nicer, and more easily easily transportable. I would say, especially in an overhead compartment. Uh, and I have the, that little guitar tick bag that I can yeah. use as like a, my, my like, you know, personal item or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. That's a good question. I, I, I think, I think I'll, the Les Paul is heavy though. So ma- yeah, maybe the, I don't know, the telly. Actually, oh, that'd be pretty solid. But that doesn't have humbuckers in it. And I would never go do a, a gig anywhere without humbuckers at this point. So there that, that go. also where, you know, rules out the jazz master for that right. matter. You need a telly with the humbucker in it. The only telly with the, the telly humbucker that I've ever had was, uh, the 69 thin line reissue yeah. not the one that the humbuckers like that comes from the factory it's like the semi hollow one it's a semi hollow but with the th- single coils yeah. and then the bridge single coil was replaced with a seymour duncan hot rails dual rail oh nice single coil sized humbucker oh yeah that's a good guitar i think though i honestly i if i was going to do a humbucker uh telly i would do it like i guess what is that maybe 72 thin line mm-hmm. style the with this one in the neck and then still a single coil on the bridge yeah not the one with the dual hummus, no the no custom no. with the strat headstock the deluxe it. not the custom right? yeah a, oh, i do like those with the strat headstock yeah. kind of those are pretty that's the one sick. with the two humbuckers i think yeah they yeah for real that's a cool guitar that's a real that's a mean guitar was that the 76 I think deluxe it was like, yeah something like that 72 Nash finish something around mid 70s uh, those are those in black are pretty fucking mean. Yeah, that's the one with the maple neck. What would you bring? I would ask you if I could borrow the Memphis, please. Yeah, for real. <laughs> no, I mean, or honestly. The, dude, I, you're fucking fretless, boy. Yeah, actually, I played that. I played the hell out of that last night, and that thing rules. What does the band think? They encourage me. I love it. Well, I figured if it's going to be a backup, it kind of sucks, but I'm going to have to practice with it. Like, if I'm bringing it as a backup You got to be ready to play it. Yeah, I can't just be like, oh, I've never played this thing. It sounds great. I thought I would hate it with the short scale and the humbucker. Dude, you know, I, I heard a little tip recently. Someone was talking about how. Oh, they're, they, oh, <laughs> this is perfect. We, the way we started the, this day together, uh, listening to Limp Biscuit, I watched a little <laughs> video from highly randomly. Oh, because I learned the riff from that song. And I was watching a West Borland video on YouTube from like 2013. He was nice. talking about his uh, Jackson Flying V that he plays. Yeah. And it was from the Jackson uh, company. And they're like, oh, we've got this guitar and it has a reverse headstock. We'll just like give it to you. It's a King V. And then he gets it and it was actually just like a lefty guitar oh really so then he wound up like epoxying it and flipping everything around and so whatever. he kept it kept it wait i'll get to it why was i telling you that well I don't know. the weed's good and bad mm-hmm. oh i know why i was telling you that because when you have a lefty guitar the you've got the side dot inlays side dot markers uh. on the other side and he said that he used a soldering iron to mark and that sort of melt just melted the plastic a little bit. Yep, just make a little. And that dot. worked. Or if but if that doesn't work in, in itself, then you could use that little dot to fill that in with a little, you know, nail polish or whatever. Yeah, white out whatever you so choose. I finally got my pens in the. In you the did mail. your paint pens. I did it last night. Whatever. I got to bring it, dude. Speaking of the mail, and I know we've, this has been like the most scatterbrained episode, 
but I just want to say I'm very excited for the other thing that you have coming in the mail. Yeah. We finally get to fucking talk about and stop teasing me with, and I get to maybe Who see. Who knows if it'll ever make it? It's in the United it. States. It's only up to the USPS right now. Which is <laughs> kind a of nervous, dire dude. situation. It could be weeks. I don't know. We'll see. If, if ever. At least I know for a fact uh, my friendly mail lady does not leave stuff outside on the porch. Oh. She buzzes or she has a key for the box if it's small. Sick. This might have to go into the porch, though. Oh, man. Well, that was a rambling wild episode. We talked about travel for be a long safe, time. Be safe, everybody. Travel safe. Uh, I, you know, travel. Yeah. Be safe when you do anything in if life. You, you might be traveling soon. Do you a little think about bringing a guitar? Soon, maybe, you know, maybe I'll just do that. Maybe I'll take Paul's advice and just bring a guitar. Stuff and all your clothes into and, the, and, the yeah. acoustic. I mean, or, it's not a bad idea. Or just idea. like only wear the clothes on my back. Yeah. Maybe buy a cool uh, poncho. It's kind of the cool thing to do. Just be like, I'm a traveling man. Traveling man, get those pants that you can zip off the. Because I might go somewhere warm, just zip off the pants and the zip them the pants and the shorts. It's like that office from Michael Scott's in the woods. He, he cuts, he cuts, cuts them and then, then he's tied them back. back. Dude, yeah, <laughs> so good. Just take the take the duct tape out of the equation and go right for the pre pre zippies. Time around your head. Um, Hi, yeah, buddy. Well, I, I love you. I love good. rambling with I love you. you too, man. And uh, if you've made it this far along with us, we love you too. And go make some music. <laughs>